Oh, I'm Adam Wild, and this is Jesse Blake. How you doing? Steve Dangle Podcast. Sorry, you usually take over a chair when Adam's not here. Not really. I was terrified. I think, I think we share the chairs. Y- we're the... It's a give and take. Yeah. Ying and yang. The give and take chair. Shake I think and that's a bake. Chair. Oh. Talladega Nights. Uh, am I bake? And you can be shake. I can be shake. But, oh. then, uh, but then I kind of screw... No, you screw me over. In the end, you steal my wife. Oh. John C. Riley. Yeah. Well, I don't want to steal your wife. <laughs> well, you he's know, very understanding about it. If you gotta, you know, it's, it's, it's such it's, a ridiculous It's movie. the cost of doing business. <laughs> now we have to watch it together. Oh, we should. We should get. Uh, a tr- a, we should take a trip to uh, a, a weed store <gasps> in Oshawa. Okay. And then watch Talladega Nights on a Saturday when there's no hockey mm. in the summer under the lights. You should get a backyard screen projector thing in your, in your curved backyard, your slopey black backyard, where you have new Pizza patio shape. furniture. Yes. Pizza-shaped backyard. That's what I was looking for. Piece, uh, piece of crap backyard. <laughs> it's the worst backyard but you in could, the universe. You could throw a projector there. There's, there's enough length where you could do that. You know, and then you got new patio furniture. And I do have cool neighbors. That's very important yeah. for a projector. Yeah. You need to have cool neighbors. I hmm. think you need to invest in a projector. You, you know what's wild? I have one. What? I have one. I got it in one of my, hey, you have a Twitter account. Here's some free shit boxes. What? Yeah. Is it like a decent one? I don't know. We what? haven't used it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll try it. The Is weather's it? been garbage. That's true. That's true. When did you get it? When the weather just started turning to garbage. Oh, okay. So like last fall. Yeah. 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 Okay. This summer under the stars, Steve Dango podcast watches Talladega Nights. Nobody else. Everybody listening, you're not invited. Can't come. Don't come to my house. <laughs> That's weird. Stop that. Now I don't, I don't even know what camera to look at. <laughs> this is, uh, I love kids table episodes. They're always off the rails. The most important question of the day. What's better than beating the Leafs? Nothing. <laughs> Can I play it? Nothing. Can I play the infamous Mark Shifley? Please play it. After what? What day? When was around the uh, the first time the uh, the Jets beat? The early Jets? December. It was right around uh, Christmas because people were <laughs> people were talking about my quote, like I just said it, ignoring the Christmas decorations all <laughs> over the table. <laughs> right. Yeah. Here, just Th- here we go. Play it because I have thoughts. Hey, boys, is there anything better than beating the Leafs? So after the actually, do you want to listen to this as well? Yes. So Wayne Simmons. Because I haven't heard this. I only read it. Wayne Simmons was asked about this quote. And if he had heard it, if uh, I'll just play it. I don't even have to explain it. He'll go into it right now. Did you see the video of Shifley after that game in the dressing room since? Guys, is there anything better than beating the Leafs? No, that's fine. I, I feel most teams feel that way. Um, so I, I don't think that's anything, anything out of the norm. Um, I feel like every team we go up against really wants to beat us. So, um, you know, whatever they got the win there, I'll do enjoy it, enjoy it the way they want. But, um, you know, tonight will be a different story. Why do you think some teams or a lot of teams want relish beating the league? Um, we're Toronto and, you know, I feel like I'm not trying to be arrogant or cocky, but, you know, I feel like. Toronto is kind of, 
you know, universally known as you know, kind of the center of the hockey world. So, um, you know, I, I know when I used to play against the Leafs, you know, I, I'd want to crush them every single time. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I know that feeling. So I, I have no doubt in my mind that every single player in this league feels that way when they play against us. Well, I'm glad I was the one thing missing from what he was saying was the perspective of someone who used to play against the Leafs. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad he said it because Jesus, Wayne, you could tell. <laughs> you could tell, especially when you were on the Flyers. He used to make Dion Phaneuf's life a living hell. Oh, yeah. Every time they played each other. So I really enjoyed him saying I'm that. glad somebody finally said it. Like, yes. Because every time the Leafs play anyone, the all the Toronto guys come in and they're on a heater and they, they're so intense about that one game. And there's Wayne admitting it, saying it's true, it's a thing. And that's why the Jets are so happy about being released because we are the mecca of the hockey universe. So I have some friends who are Jets fans and they're from Winnipeg. And they're like, by the way, like, do, do you understand that your reaction to that clip is exactly why everyone loves beating the Leafs? <laughs> Listen, I get it. I totally get it. Uh, but now the shoe is on the other foot and I get to really, really enjoy this. And it's so funny how a season changes and how a mood changes. The Leafs lose to Montreal five days ago or six One days ago? One week tomorrow because it's Saturday night, right? Okay. And then they play a nasty game against Florida the next night. Win. Beat them. Play a nasty game against the Bruins. Win. Beat them. And a nasty cannot lose game against the Winnipeg Jets. Beat them. And, and all of a sudden, my mood around this team has completely switched. Mm -hmm. Like, what was that? Three games in five days against killer opponents. Like, the Florida Panthers are top of the division for a reason. The Bruins are never going to go away. I feel like we're destined to do this forever. And the Winnipeg Jets basically have to win out. They did heading into last night. They're and screwed. They're the, pretty screwed, yeah. but... Uh, it's possible. So the, the the stars are playing too well for me uh, for them to drop off and relinquish that spot. And also ahead of them is also Vegas. You know, so like where who they beat who Twice. they beat and then lost to Ottawa. Yeah. Boo. And then you lose to Toronto. It's just the math doesn't work out for, I think for them and Vancouver. It's a two horse race for me for between the stars and Vegas. I think the stars got it. <sighs> But it felt really good. It felt so good. Yeah, what a great win. That's about as satisfying a win mm -hmm. as a, this is about as satisfying a week uh, as the Leafs have had in a long time. Yeah. And it it's it, the win looked even more impressive considering how they started because oh, the Leafs awful. struggled so much coming out of the gate like that. Those first two goals were not great. No, uh, they couldn't. You, you said in the LFR, they couldn't complete passes. Okay. Am I alone? Because I, I watch, uh, people don't realize, I watch the vast majority of Leaf games alone, by myself, mm -hmm. in the basement. Like, it, I'm lucky if my wife sits next to me on her phone. Right. She's usually upstairs watching Bridgerton or some shit. Like, I watch them alone, and I'm just like, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, my, my kingdom for a pass. They couldn't complete a pass, right? I don't know why they started so slow. Maybe it might have been coming off, like, the Boston game two nights ago. You know, you're a little slow coming out the gate. Um, missing guys, missing guys. Yeah, obviously, but yeah, it was it was a weird start, um, considering how they've started the last two games, where they seem to be the dominant team right out the gate. It seemed like old Leafs were back, and mm -hmm. it was two nothing real quick. But then they settled in, you and, know. Well, and the Jets couldn't. 
It's a weird thing to say, considering they got a 2 nothing lead out of it, but it just felt like they couldn't capitalize on the Leafs being shit. Mm -hmm. Like, they managed to get two goals while also looking like the worst team against a team that was playing poorly. Does that make sense? I don't think the Jets are that great defensively. And like at, at no point did we see them play a tight game. And I think that was all very apparent even when the Leafs were down 2 nothing. That's why it looked inevitable that they were going to win that game and come back. That's why I bet on it when it, they were down 2 nothing, and you get good odds because you get plus odds with the Leafs winning. Backup was, goalie. Backup goalie. Even though he's played well. You know, there was, there was always a confidence that the better team was going to win out that game, and they did. And the entire game was real chippy. We'll get into the, the refereeing yes. problems that they have because uh, I think the discrepancy in the power plays is something we need to talk about. But yeah, the, it never seemed, even though they were terrible, it never seemed out of reach that they win it. I'm, I'm mad at myself because usually I, I always tell people I don't write down notes for the LFR. Like if it's good, I'll remember it. And that is usually true. But sometimes I'll come up with something good and forget. Oh, you should write things down. That's I know. Not, that's it's rare, though. It's rare. <laughs> I usually I usually remember. So, so last night. I so was, can I can I call you the Jay-Z of LFRs? Because Jay-Z yeah. doesn't write his raps. No. He yeah, so I don't write my dome. leaf raps. Just no, top of the dome. You're like Wayne and Jay-Z. You know, you don't, you don't write your raps. Don't write them down. Because I was going to be like, you know, William Nylander needs to... Uh, he's a leader on this team. The Leafs need him to be a leader on this team. So he's got to pay attention to details. We know he has this offensive skill, but he needs to give more effort. He needs to back check. He needs to do the little things that help your team win. Oh, I'm sorry. Those are my notes for Mark Shifley. What? Oh, shut up. Dude, that's, if Mark Shifley was not yeah. from Ontario and okay. he was from Finland, Sweden, anywhere else in mm -hmm. Europe. If his name was like, I don't know, Patrick Laine. Yes, Jesse. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's shocking. He's shocking. Blake Wheeler's not much better. Holy shit, Mark Giordano. Holy fuck. We're going to, Mark, we're going to pretend like that goal never happened. What goal? Oh, Nothing. Yeah, Nothing. Yeah. Nope. They won the game. He scored a goal. We pretend that never happened. He we, got walked. No. Okay. That game started Jets up 1 nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they got it because they won the first leg yeah. of the home and home. That's what we'll call it. And, uh, no, I'm going to pretend like that never happened. But no, he's, uh, that team is. Uh, their their forward group is shocking, mm -hmm. and it's not a systems thing. It it would be a systems thing uh, if they were, you know, skating around here, there, and everywhere. And no, he's just he literally stopped skating after the red line. Right, he doesn't care. The uh, the Leafs also seemed a little, especially on the first power play, where they seemed like they're squeezing their sticks a little tight because they're trying to get Austin fifty. Yeah. Like it seemed like it was the Austin fifty thing. Hanged over the game. If that's that's not probably not the right term, but it was it was hung hung over the game. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody was talking about it, and it was a yeah. thing, and it was a narrative, and the Leafs seemed to also get it. Bob McKenzie just right away as soon as the intermission panel started, yeah. he's like, "Why are they trying to get him a goal so bad?" And like in my head, I'm like, "Yeah, it's like what Matthews goes like I don't know two goals without a game sometimes, N or maybe. sorry, two games without a goal. Yeah, is if that." Like, if they're just playing regular hockey, he'll score. Like, it was fine. They he'll be fine. They were trying so hard in that first power play, and then you saw in the second power play where they took advantage of the Jets uh, thinking that Matthews was going to get all of these shots, and Willie scored. The second he did like, that, I was like, that made sense. That was smart. 
That was good that you did that. Right. Yeah. So the Austin 50 thing. What about? The third, fourth Leaf to ever score 50. Oh, sorry. Before we get to Austin. Yeah, yeah. Did Adam seriously tweet something and promote it in Winnipeg? What? A bunch of people were messaging me that Adam tweeted something about the Winnipeg Jets. Hold on. Like making fun of Jets fans or whatever. And and he paid to have the tweet promoted? In Winnipeg. Which is what Justin Fisher did a few years ago. If I'm on his timeline, I don't think... I can't see his promoted tweets. Like that's not a thing no. amongst your your tweets on your profile. I don't. I don't know. I'll try to find it. I'll tr- <laughs> I'll try to find it. Sorry, Austin fifty. Austin fifty. <laughs> All right. That's so. Itch- I I wish he was here. We could ask him. You know, he's he's sleeping upstairs. I wish we could. I wish we could find out. That's we're in his house. <laughs> right. We don't know. So Austin Matthews, sixty-two games to become the fourth Leaf. To join the 50 goal club in franchise history. It's crazy that Leafs have only had four players in the 50 goal club when they've been around for more than 100 years. It's hard to do. It is. A couple of more interesting things about Austin's 50. He was the fastest 50 goal season in 26 years. So back in 95, 96 was the last time. That's league Y. It was last time somebody uh, else had 50 and 62. And in that season... Four guys did it, actually. Uh, Lemieux, Yager, McGinley, and Peter Bondra. They all did 50 and 62, Peter but that was the last Bondra time. was so underrated. That was a great player, man. He used to, he tore the late 90s up in an in a era where no one scored. Rick Vive, when he produced his 50-goal season, he did it at 0.7 goals per game. But the average goal per game goals per game for an NHL team was 8.02 in a game. So like both teams combined for eight goals a game. Okay. Right now, teams are combining for 6.22 goals per game. And Matthews is at a scoring pace of 0.81 goals per game. I'm so, sorry. That sounds like an MVP to me. Right? Not yeah. o- Matthews's pace is 0.1 goals better than Rick Vive. And league-wide goals in a game are down about Almost two goals per game from where Rick did it. I'm not shocked to hear four people hit 50 in 95, 96, because that was basically the last hurrah before the dead puck era started to begin. Mm-hmm. And then, oh man, when they sunk, they sunk <laughs> and deep then into the 05, the 04, 05 <laughs> season when they came back, goals were up again. Uh, the 04, 05 season was low on offense because uh, there were no games. Oh, well, a, 05, 06. 05, yeah, 06. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then for this last uh, stat, the adjusted for era, Matthew's season is one of the 25 best scoring seasons in the league's modern history. Wow. Rick Vive's season would have been tied for 510th in Matthew's is <laughs> top 25. Those numbers were compiled for, uh, by Jonas Eagle and James Marnell. Great job again. I, uh... It's an unbelievable feat what he accomplished. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Oh, empty net, though. <laughs> yeah, he said half the game. I never envisioned it happening in an empty net, you know. that That's how he got 40 as a rookie, though. There you go. Yeah. You know, like, it's... Well, and now all eyes are on 60. Mm-hmm. And I'm sort of glad it happened the way it did because, like, man, it really did... For, for a, a, a team that just won a game 7-3 in a heated affair, 
it felt like they might have played better <laughs> had he not been at 49. I'm glad it's over. Because they were, why were they playing just to get him a goal? Just play your regular hockey and he scores. They wanted to get it out of the way, but I think they sort of, I'm glad that game happened. Mm -hmm. I'm glad all those things happened at once. We're short guys. We're trying to hit a milestone. It's a heated rematch. Um, there's going to be chippiness. Uh, I'm glad all of that happened. It, it's the perfect playoff warm-up. You're going to deal with all of these things. And the thing that the least crumbled with the most last year was pressure. Right. So they struggled at first. They figured it out. They conquered. And now on the road to 60, like they have a, they have a lot of games left, surprisingly, uh, but not too many soft targets. Flyers fans, I'm sorry. That looks like a soft target to me. And Matthews has to light them up. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. So Austin hits 50, but argue, no, I can't say, I can't even say arguably. That's the biggest storyline. The underlying storyline of the game is six to three on the power play opportunities for the Leafs. But as you said in your LFR, it should have been like 400 to 100. <laughs> yeah, because because the refs don't call all the penalties because they can't do that because refereeing is apparently an art. In well, hockey. like why not? It's it's a thing. Why not? You can't call all the penalties because you can't spend the entire game on a power play. It's is, like, is how refs think. Like, imagine if like we raise kids like the the way that the NHL calls penalties. Mm -hmm. Like, imagine if I started breaking shit around the house. And my parents got me in trouble for six of the ten things I broke. No, most people could expect to get in trouble for all ten. Because that's how life works. That's a, oh yeah, break six out of the ten printers in your office and see how your boss reacts to that. Um, the, the, there was a stat going around about the, the myth of no penalties in the playoffs. And... It is, it is untrue that there are no penalties in the playoffs. I saw a stat that there are actually more. 
Okay. The reason there are more, though, is because people lose their minds and become borderline criminals when the Stanley Cup playoffs begin. And if last night was a playoff-style game, nine penalties is probably, or nine power plays, I should say, is probably more than you can expect. But Michael Bunting was cross-checked in the head. It's noon the next day. Haven't seen anything on that. No, no, no that doesn't matter. Like it nobody, it is, there was other penalties to call. So that one wasn't a penalty. It was fine. And like, I'm not stupid enough to think that cross check to the head and the one Matthews had on Darlene are the exact same. But it's got to be something, surely. Um, the trip on Engvall, all right, it's a missed trip. The, it was, it's a missed trip, but the refs are looking at it. It's a missed <laughs> trip that they're looking at in the third period. Yeah. And like, oh no, but that would take the Jets out of the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't trip. Like, what the? F- Don't. It's, it shouldn't be hard. Um, Justin Hall getting hit in the head. He was eligible to be hit. Just because you're on your knees doesn't mean you're not eligible to be hit. He's not eligible to be hit in the head. And Kerfoot, missing from practice today, I was looking at my phone for updates on that, was at the same time kneed by Pierre-Luc Dubois, who's so friggin' greasy, and uh, elbowed in the face. And again in the third, yeah. at a key point in the game, and then, then Dubois suckers Engvall into a uh, into coincidental roughing minors, even though Engvall didn't do anything. And then it's four on four. Which team has the advantage when it's four on four? Probably the Leafs. Yeah, but specifically in terms of how a game is structured, the team trying to score. The Leafs are trying right. to park the bus. The team that's down. Yeah, yeah. 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 The Leafs are trying to park the bus. The Jets are trying to crawl back in the game. That's how it's always worked. Score effects. Score effects. It's how it's always worked. So it's it's like uh, I, I remember a few years ago in the playoffs, Brad Marchand took himself out of the game to take Morgan Riley off the ice mm-hmm. when they were trying to tie game three in 2018. And yeah, Brad Marchand has to sacrifice himself, but he takes off one of the Leafs' best defenders. No, the best defender. On the entire team. They didn't have Muzzin. I'm trying to think of who was even on the team at the time. 2018. It's like Ron Hainsey and Roman Polak out there closing out the game. <laughs> like, literally. How yeah. did that team make the playoffs? <laughs> um, so, th- all that to say, if more penalties would have given the Leafs an unfair advantage, I would have. I would say it's a perfectly fair advantage. They were better. Yeah. They were better. And- Last night, the Winnipeg Jets couldn't hang. At all. They weren't in that. As soon as the Leafs tied it, 3-3, that game was over. Mm-hmm. They weren't in it for a second. And they should have been in it for even less. I think it's funny that on the same day that all of this happened, the NHL canceled an AMA on Reddit with Wes McCauley. Did we ever get a reason why? Like, it no, could have just I, been like he couldn't do it. Yeah, he just got busy. But I think they... I'm going to... I'm at a conspiracy theory this. I think they realized once the reaction, once the announcement that this was happening went out there, that they realized it was a bad idea because they were only going to receive troll comments. They were only going to receive hate because the referees have become such a part of the uh, National Hockey League because of how they ref these games. So they've become this kind of this third team within the game that dictates a narrative of how the game is going to go. Mm-hmm. You know, they they set out, okay, tonight we're going to call these types of penalties or we're not going to call these types of penalties. And if there's a whole bunch of infractions, we're going to call a lot of them, but not all of them. 
And I, I guess this is just how we have to accept that the hockey is played now. Like, I think the players understand it. The players work their relationships with no. the refs. No, we have to hold them accountable, Jesse. You taught me that. <laughs> the players understand it. The coaches, they get it, but they get mad about it. And as fans, I don't think we should accept it. But right now, it's not going to change. No. You know, like going to the playoffs, we got to when there's a, when there's actually 10 penalties, when there's 10 infractions, all 10 should be called. Yeah. But our expectation is that the players know that all 10 won't be called. And I hope the Leafs play the type of hockey where they commit 15 infractions this their first round series and they get called for three of them. I hope I hope they know that everything that we know and the refs how the refs are going to call the game and they go play on they play dirty hockey. That's what I want to see on these leaves. Just get in the muck. Mm-hmm. Get in the muck, man. Um the whistles for the cross checks are going to go away. Slash is still going to be there. Hook is still going to be there. Tripping's still going to be there. Interference tripping sometimes. Yeah, when tripping the, depending on the moment in yeah, the game. They didn't call the trip on Engvall because the Leafs just came off the power play like three minutes ago. Yeah. And, and they're like, oh, we can't have another power play for the Leafs. And for any Jets fan or any other fan who's like, but the Leafs, there were missed calls against the Leafs. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. We're talking yeah. about those two. Yeah, we are. Like, genuinely, I am. Like, yeah. I am talking about those two. I th- Listen, they had an opportunity in 2005-2006 to establish a new precedent with Two new superstars, two new generational talents at the helm of the league. And they stuck to their guns for, it wasn't even a full season. It was like three months Mm -hmm. before reverting back to the old shit. Go back. There was a game, Sidney Crosby's rookie year, Penguins, Flyers. Penguins were awful. Flyers were good. And the Penguins won. Crosby's face as as a grown-up, today looks different because of that game. Darian Hatcher smashed teeth out of his face with a cross check to the mouth. And not only did he not get a, I don't think he got a suspension. I don't think he got a fine. I don't think he got a minor penalty. And people looked at that as all right, because Crosby, I think got the overtime winner and oh, way to go. Way to go to the kid. You know, he, he powered through it and now he can hang in this league. What, why Why did he have to do that? Why did that have to be... Hockey. Why does it got to be this gauntlet? Mm-hmm. Like, like the NHL's not hard enough as it is. When? In what era? Like, I'm not even asking for wild rule changes. In what era has cross-checking someone to the teeth ever been allowed? Well, I don't know. If you go back far enough, everything's kind of allowed in hockey. Yeah, That's how we've gotten to this point. Like... <laughs> you you know the Maurice Richard riot? No. You you don't know so he was I, I believe he was suspended, I want to say for a playoff game. Okay. Um and fans got very upset and they like protested. He he like broke his stick over someone's head. <laughs> like come on. There's got to be some accountability. Yeah. Oh, let them play. And this is like you know Jeff O'Neill who I like on the panel last night. He talked about um, the Taylor Hall, Ilya Labushkin, slap, punch, bop, whatever you want to call it. And he said, back when I played. And I'm, <laughs> I'm not listening anymore. I'm not listening anymore. You disqualify your opinion when you say that. You, it, it, Jeff, it's not when you played. It's now. It's 2022. Yeah. It was from behind and he caught him flushing the jaw. Like, I know back when you played. I know. I watched. It was 
crazy. The Leafs were terrible. And the Leafs were terrible. <laughs> no, they no, only I- missed by one point. They only missed by one point. How uh, dare you? They needed a goalie. That was the that was the one where they missed on the last day of the season, right? See, they they did that two days, uh, two years in a row. <laughs> Holy crap, dude! <laughs> it was and it was the what was it? The Islanders. They missed both the two seasons that preceded my first LFR season. There was Matt Sundin had a six point game where they beat the Panthers six five. Mm-hmm in order to stay alive, and they had a great game against the Habs. And Martin St. Louis buried them with an OT winner um, against someone not the Leafs. It was two years in a row. They lost by one point in a game they weren't in. So St. Louis won. The radio broadcaster for Tampa had that great call. See you later, Maple Leafs! And then the next year, or no, I think 05-06 was the year J.S. O'Ban got shit hot. And then the next year, they missed by one point. Because the Devils started Scott Clemenson against the New York Islanders instead of Martin Brodeur. And the Islanders and Wade Dublowitz mm-hmm. won in the shootout, eliminating the Leafs. Unbelievable. I remember that shootout, like, very clearly. I remember. I've told the story a thousand times. I'll tell it again. I remember it very clearly because this is back in the day when hockey games would be on, like, city TV. Yeah. Like it was Which on, they like, still are sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. It was, but it was like on a news channel, and I think it was an afternoon game. And I was, I was so sad. And my parents are like, "Why are you sad?" I'm like, "Well, because they, like, they didn't know why I wanted to watch this Devils Flyers <laughs> or Devils Islanders game." And I'm like, "Well, it determines the Leafs making the playoffs, and and the Devils lost, so Leafs missed the playoffs." And then they go straight into the news broadcast. Da, na, 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 na. Congratulations, Toronto! The Leafs are heading to the playoffs. No. It was the lead story. And my parents went, oh, look. no!" <laughs> and they, they're like, you're wrong. And I'm like, I'm not. No. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> the news is wrong The right news now. is wrong with their lead story currently. Oh, God. And I've never been able to find the footage anywhere. But it's a thousand percent wrong. Now that we've put it out there, maybe somebody can find it. Track it down. I think, like, we're talking 2007. The only maybe. way to find it would be to, like, work in the archives. Okay. Maybe. Our podcast reaches a lot of people. We need to find it. We are based in Toronto. But do you think someone who works at that news station is yeah. going to be like, here's when we were wrong? Yeah. I think they might 15 slip, years ago. slip Steve Dangle a little video of that. I'd like, I just, if I just want to see it. If we can find that, that'd be cool. And little old it. Steve Dangle can be correct. Yeah. Anyway, years later. It's, it's, it's all that to say, it's not an insult against Jeff O'Neill or any mm-hmm. other former player. But it, it isn't when you played. It isn't when you played. Like, I like... Uh, Mike Johnson is able to do this. Ray Ferraro is able to do this, where they think back to their playing days, but they're able to go, well, it's not then, is it? Yeah. You know, it's, it's different now. And it's so weird to say you are not allowed to slap a player in the, fla- in the face from behind. And uh, Bob McKenzie, I, I thought his take was hilarious, too. Where he was like, oh, I thought it was a minor penalty. But then he had a hearing and he only got a fine. And it's like, well, no, you got to pick. Right. And I kind of like that take where it's like pick a lane. Mackenzie's so good when he just pops in and does and does those panels. Like, yeah, and I, then you're like, oh, Bob, I wish you were still here. His righteous indignation. Yeah. He's yeah. like, oh, I'm better than this. We need more, Bob. <laughs> well, I'm better than this. <laughs> so if, if you got what you wanted. In in Steve Dangle NHL world, Leafs win the cup. Where yes, 
where the referees called all of the infractions that happened on the ice. So if a team like like the Jets, who are not as skilled that night as the Leafs and are committing a bunch of infractions because they have to do that to stay in the game, if the refs called all of those penalties, do you think the players would pull back and commit less infractions and we'd have a cleaner hockey game? Or would we see a situation where we're just on a bunch of power plays? It would, listen, it would start that way. It would start that way. And I still vividly remember, like, oh, fuck. There were some players who were sort of on the back nine of their career. And the second the 2005 preseason started, they were cooked. Mm -hmm. They were cooked. Uh, Brian McCabe was really interesting because, like, he was cooked defensively, but the rules actually helped him offensively. Aki Berg. I re- or was it Berg or Belak or maybe it was both of them because they were on a pair together briefly. I remember him getting a penalty in front of the net and literally just throwing his hands up like, I don't get these new rules. I don't understand them. And yeah, there was going to be pain. There was going to be a learning curve. But now, because they didn't stick to it, we have to do it again. Or, no, we don't. So I, it's really, it's up to the NHL in my perfect world, you do go through those growing pains for the betterment of the sport. You, but you can't start now. Right. On right, April obviously. Fool's Day. Like, yeah. you can't start at the beginning of April. You got to start preseason next year. Mm-hmm. And you got to put out memos. You got to let the CHL know. Let the AHL know. The ECHL know. This is how we're calling games now. And the way you call them in October needs to be uh, reflected in how you call them in the spring. Does I just it, don't think they're going to do that. Does it make for a worse product, a worse TV sport, if, uh, there's, if guys are playing cleaner? Like, you know, is, is, hmm. do, is there so much appeal in hockey about the intensity of the game and uh, the aggressiveness of the players? Do, do you see some pushback? Like, okay, we start off that season, say it's coming out of the next, uh, the next lockout. Mm-hmm. The next strike that's going to happen in 2026. So we come at it. We're in 2026. They say, we're going to change the rules where we're calling everything. Every little infraction is an infraction. We're calling it. There's no discretion from the refs on narrating the game now. And people start looking at we're a month in and they're like, you know what? This isn't as fun. Okay. Do they, do they concede and go back? Jesse. Yeah. All right. Adam's not here. <laughs> what so are you? This is when you and I briefly talk about mixed martial arts. Okay. <laughs> this seems to happen on a lot of kids' table episodes. Um, Love some good UFC talk. Wouldn't UFC be better if you were allowed to kick your opponent in the balls? No. I... No, so we agree there are some things you can't do. Yes. You can't scratch. Yeah. can't pull hair. Yeah. can't hit in the balls. Uh-huh. You can't bite. Mm-hmm. Um, there are certain elbows you're not allowed to do, and those are maybe a little bit silly. Mm-hmm. Um. There is a line. There's a line in everything. So I don't, I, I want hitting still. I still want hitting. Um, Simmons gave a big hit and I went, yeah. And then someone hit him and I went, oh, <laughs> like it, the part of what made the Bruins game so good is Kyle Clifford gave and yeah. Kyle Clifford took like from Pasternak and Charlie McAvoy was out there. In the last few days, like over podcasts and LFRs, did I complain about Charlie McAvoy once? No. No. Those hits were fine. Mm-hmm. They're totally fine. But you complained about uh, JT getting cross-checked in the head because you can't, you can't do, that. do that. You can't do that. 
But the McAvoy hit, it's a clean hit. What you can do that? The law? Like I, I, I feel like, uh, like I'm on TikTok here. Like again, uh, it's you know don't don't you want this in the sport and that in the sport? Yes, yes. What the? F- You're not allowed to do these things. Like I feel like I'm talking to a child. Not you. Like no, no, no. every time we have these conversations, um, I feel like I feel like the side that wants hockey to be more like the way it was. And I understand it. Like we're talking about, you know, friends of the show, right? I feel like they often in these situations put words in my mouth and words in the mouths of people who want to uh, penalize things more and take things out of the game more. Oh, so you don't like this? When did I say I don't like this? So wait, so, okay, let me put words in your mouth. You endorse elbows to the head. And they're like, no, that's not what I'm saying. Will you endorse slaps to the face from behind, cross checks to the arm, cross checks to the neck, cross checks to the teeth, um, you know, kneeing a guy? Like, I'm not sitting here, and, you know, Jason Spezza should be able to knee Neil Pionk in the face. Right. You know what I mean? We're, we don't defend moments like that. No, I was no. like. I saw that and I was like, Jason, what the fuck? You deserve your six games. <laughs> yeah. Like, and Before it got brought it, back. Got, yeah, that's another one. Like they, <laughs> they, 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 When was the last time the NHL went it, it went to an appeal? And okay, your six-game suspension is now 10. Yeah, They got to do up. it once just to put the fear <laughs> of God in all these players. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Nino Niederreiter appealed a two-game suspension. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it, it was upheld. Yeah. yeah, it's a two-game suspension. <laughs> Take your two games. Take your two games. What the, f- dude? You're Maybe not even gonna lose conditioning. He like, wanted, I guess he wanted the check. You know, two-game checks is still, still that's money. Nino, he wants it. It's still money. Well, you shouldn't have done <laughs> what he crime. did. You shouldn't have done. Listen, I worry about the growing pains because I know how impatient hockey fans, hockey fans are. How impatient the media, in particular, is uh, with something like that and. When the wholesale wholesale change of National Hockey League refereeing comes, like because I think the reckoning is going to come with the amount of Eventually. energy that's been spent on it this year, and we're going to get into Lars Eller and Jesper Kotkaniemi in a second here. But with the amount of energy energy that's been spent on refereeing this season, I think a change got to come, if, even if it's next CBA negotiations, uh, five years or four years from now, you know. And I I just worry about the growing pains of people not enjoying the product that first month of the season when they try and make the change. And hopefully we can all just push through it. I worry about people's abilities to push through. It's like any chore that you leave too long. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it would have been better if you did it before. The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. Yeah. Um, Dude, I don't like doing laundry, (laughs) but you know what happens when I leave it for a week? It gets worse. I don't want to lose fans. I don't want I don't want I don't want the older generation to be like, ah, I miss my game. You know, I don't want to lose those guys. They they're still they're still important to the hockey community. They're already they're already they already say that, Jesse. That's <laughs> true. They already say that. Like yeah. the the NHL, like, what what if what what if it's okay that they make some sacrifices on account of their like generally last in most markets? Should I not care? Should I just be like Okay, just make the changes, and if we lose people who hate the new product, whatever. At least we're better in the end for it. I guess that's that's where we should look at how we should look at it. You know, we make all these changes, and in the end, 
we're better for it because the game is called on a more fair basis. I just feel like I'm not asking for the sun and the moon here. I feel like you are. Yeah. I, well, I, I'm asking for it too. You know, I'm asking. I feel like what we're asking for is like so far gone from where hockey wants to be. I think I think the referees, the the players, they understand the narrative stance of the game where the refs uh, dictate the, how it's going to go and what they're going to call and how infractions that aren't infractions don't get called and all that, all those things. I think for us, asking them to change that is a whole big ass. It's a lot. What if it's incremental? Like, okay, let's take a look at the four things that uh, I highlighted as non-calls. Mm-hmm. Okay, Paul Stastny hits Justin Hall in the head while he's down. I mean, you'd like to take hits to the head. This is a problem. I'm having trouble selecting them because they're all not allowed. Pierre Engvall, you can chalk up as a missed call. Those are going to happen. Okay, fine. Yes, also, he was looking straight at it, but... I don't know. What's the rule on hits the head if a guy's on his knee? You're not allowed to hit them in the head. But if he's... You're if, never allowed to hit a guy If in he's the head. going at a player and the player falls to his knees and the body hits your... And your, the person's head hits your elbow or whatever. Right. So you know? there, there's judgment there. Yeah. Did yeah. he have time to change course? Yeah. Uh, was it intentional? Was the player injured? I just don't want people to pick on you for that one in particular when there's like three other egregious ones, you know? Like, I am not, I'm not dumb enough to look at what Stastny did to Hall last night and what Spezza did to Pionk and be like, these are the same. Right. They're not. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, can we mutually agree? Like what Dubois did to Kerfoot probably shouldn't be allowed. Yeah. Okay. Can we even do Heinola? cross-checking bunting in the head mm-hmm. well, let's start with Dubois because it's a combination knee elbow turned himself into Gumby to hit Kerfoot to get a piece of him because Kerfoot was gonna friggin pants him mm-hmm. he was gonna blow right by him I'm that's the one I want to get rid of first Hynola it's a cross-check they already said they're gonna crack down on that lol lol it I think hits bunting in the upper back and rides up. He needs to have control of his stick. But if we're going to take them one at a time, what's wrong with taking out what Dubois did? Right. Targeted blows, predatory blows. Can we start there? Predatory blows to the knee and face. Oh, well, he barely connected. Well, he connected. Or how about this? What if he missed and but tried? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Shouldn't be uh, well, it, well. If you miss, then it's okay. Oh, it's perfectly fine. <laughs> That's the thing with with uh, these hits. If you if you don't connect, it's fine. Who cares about your intent? If I go to an into a store with a knife and I say, "Give me all your money," and then I go, "Ah, never mind," and I walk out, I'm still probably going to jail for something. I just something. don't know exactly what. Yeah, you didn't rob a store. I did not rob a store, no. Your Honor. I walked out of there. <laughs> Yeah, but you also went into a store with a knife. I think so. an e- even easier place to start might be with the tripping calls. Because it seems like even on the Matthews one, when it was a... Do you remember when he's coming on, they scored the uh, uh, the oh, the three-on-three OT goal where Matthews got hooked? Yeah. Yeah, like even that, like that wasn't called. Uh, regular tripping calls that refs look at, like I'm two feet away from you right now and refs will see a tripping call and they'll be like, okay, we can't call that. You know, even starting there where we have these egregious fouls, they call those, you know, mm-hmm. that's a good, that's a good starting point. Yeah. I'm I not, think. again, I, I just don't, 
I'm not, uh, dude. I love I love a feisty hockey game. Mm-hmm. I do, I do. And are some players going to get a little more timid? Yeah, probably. The sport adapts. It always adapts. All right. I think we are. We're asking for a lot here. So there's me asking for a little. Please stop elbowing players in the head. Please also stop uh, hitting guys when there is four seconds left in the game and you are down by five goals and you knock a guy out for two to three weeks. So I have not seen this. This is Lars Zeller. Last night. On Jesperi Kakanyemi. Washington Capitals versus the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Maybe a playoff preview. Intense battle. 6-1 6-1 game. Lars Eller hits Jesper Kotkaniemi. I'm going to show Steve the video yeah, because for the first time. Play it, unfortunately. Uh, in his life, he is going to watch this hit. And you will not be able to see it because this is NHL footage and we cannot show it on YouTube. So there's four seconds left here. Four seconds left. Jeez, even the thumbnail's bad. This is what happens. This is the hit. Jesper Kotkaniemi is now out for two to three weeks. Probably going to be back for the playoffs, but he's become a very important part of their fourth line. He's been playing fourth line center for the Hurricanes. Um, thankfully, they went out and did the Max Domi deal. So they have right. Domi to, to fill in in Jesper's spot. But it's so unnecessary. And I don't know if discipline comes from this because it's not a dirty hit. I was going to say, he clean. doesn't get him in the head. It's, it's 100% clean. This is a clean hockey hit. But the timing... Of when it happens in the game, I got issue with that. And- I think you have issue with that. Okay. The Carolina Hurricanes should 100% have an issue with that. Mm-hmm. Should the NHL? The NHL, uh, Lars Eller's defense is solid. Like, he's like, oh, I, I'm playing the game of hockey. There, you got to play till zero seconds left on the clock. I did nothing wrong. Yeah. Like, I made a clean hit during play. To- he had the puck. To continue the discussion of, you know, oh, Steve, do you want to take everything out of the game? I'm sorry. That's perfectly fine. I understand why Eller's a little chicken shit Mm -hmm. for doing it. It is within the rules, though. Like, is he a great guy for laying that hit? Right. No. I kind of think a little bit less of Lars Eller after seeing that. (laughs) But... I would He's doing like, his job. I would like some way for context to be taken into account here. Ah, man. There's time left in an NHL game. Kakanyemi's eligible to be hit. The hit's clean. It's a five-goal game with less than 10 seconds left. What are you doing? What are you doing? Getting a pound of flesh. Why? Because you're losing. That's so unnecessary. Oh, it's... No, it's Jorge Masvidal, Jesse. It was super necessary. Explain. So, okay. So Jorge Masvidal in an MMA fight against Ben Askren, who you might remember as the guy who got knocked out by Logan, or sorry, Jake Paul in 30 seconds. God, why did that fight happen? uh, Anyway, like you see his fight against Tyron Woodley and you're like, okay, this is actually sort of an interesting fight. Mm -hmm. All right. Neat. That the Ben Askren fight was so fucking unnecessary. Anyway, so yeah, Askren fights Jorge Masvidal. Masvidal knocks him out with a knee in two seconds. Masvidal, against the clearly knocked out Ben Askren, punches him anyway. <laughs> the rules. You you fight till some the referee you, steps in. You fight till the ref. Herb steps Dean in. gets in the middle and pulls you apart. Yes. Yeah. Um. 
You're okay with this? I'm not. Well, I, so I was about to say, yeah, but I'm kind of not okay with hitting clearly starched opponents. <laughs> um, it's Jesse, it's not that I'm okay with it. It's that, okay. Lars Eller's in the back of our cop car right now. Mm-hmm. What's he going to jail for? Being a chicken shit. That's not a crime. I think uh, you can bend the law enough to charge him with something. You're a crooked cop. <laughs> oh, my God. He's done nothing wrong, officer. He's an asshole. Oh, he's definitely an asshole. There's, okay. Steve. Yes. As somebody who's been a proponent of an asshole tax. You've yeah. been trying as you've been running on this on this platform your campaign for years now. One legal punch. One legal punch. And Will Smith used his. <laughs> Will Smith well, is one illegal punch. <laughs> Will he was Smith lucky to not be charged. Would vote for you in an election. Yeah, absolutely. He would be like, "All right, I'm cashing in my punch." <laughs> Retroactively. Okay. I don't I I don't want to go go this route. Oh, well, let's I already talked about robbing a convenience store. What do you got? <laughs> I don't want to look at the schedule and say, next time the Caps play the Hurricanes, you better watch out. So you don't like the feistiness then? I I'm don't. putting words in your mouth. <laughs> Why are you trying to ruin hockey? Next time Lars Eller is on the ice versus the Hurricanes, somebody's going to get their face caved in. Somebody's going to get an elbow to the head. Somebody's going to get a huge hit. Somebody's going to push him around. Yeah, but you're not allowed to elbow people in the head. Yeah, somebody might do it. If you, if you want... To get back at Lars Eller, or you want to get back at the Capitals, pop him with a perfectly legal hit. It's going to be dangerous. Yeah, but <laughs> it's on the Carolina Hurricanes to not, literally, not break the rules. You know what I mean? They, what if they don't care about breaking the rules? Like, okay, let, let's go back. Let's go back to the first Leafs Jets game that got out of hand. I was mad at Brad Meyer for. Not uh, for letting that game get out of hand. And it got out of hand with, actually, it got out of hand with a dirty knee. Mm-hmm. I think it was Pionk. And uh, I don't remember if he was fined or suspended. He got something for it. The on Capitals Sandine. and Hurricanes do not play again this entire regular season. Not till the first round. <laughs> it's starting to look like it. Um, It'll probably be Panthers. Uh, Maybe. Actually, it could be. Right. Could be cat. Anyway, so I I was mad at Brad Meyer um, for letting the game get out of hand, uh, but w- we understand where the Jason Spezza hit came from, but it didn't make it legal. It didn't make it allowed. You know what I mean? So if the Hurricanes were to do something dirty in the next meeting between the Hurricanes and the Capitals, we know where it came from. Mm-hmm. It's still not allowed. If you're gonna if you're gonna pop a guy. You got to do it legally like Lars Eller did. Chicken shit as it was. It's chicken shit. We can agree it's chicken shit. Yeah. I'm a thousand percent on board with you. We need to... There's a, there's a rule book. We need to sentence him to something. Lars Eller's in court right now. And ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I cannot find a crime to assign to Lars Eller. You know, you can get, you can get fined or... or- or like get community service for like disturbing the peace, something like yeah. But we all know that's a bullshit charge. Exactly. <laughs> so you want to give him a bullshit charge? I want to give him a fine. For what? I would fine Lars Eller if I if I if I'm the Department of Player Safety. I fine him. 
For what? It there's some rule where if you can call it like too aggressive in nature, or what? You know, I, absolutely not. In I hockey? want. I want. I want something in the rule book where I can say I can give him a misconduct, unnecessary roughness, unnecessary, too aggressive in nature. Is this, is how I rephrase that? You know unnecessary what? roughness. I I prefer it. Can I, I want to give him a retroactive unnecessary roughness fine of thirty five hundred dollars? The maximum five is five thousand. Not even going that far. Thirty five hundred. I want to give him a thirty five hundred dollar fine for unnecessary roughness. That's a. Ne- I'm not on board. Five five goal game. Oh, it's bullshit. Four seconds left is unnecessary roughness. That is literally unnecessary roughness by definition of the word. Do you hear me? Can I throw this out there? Rod Brindamore, if we're going to talk about back in the day, Rod Brindamore (laughs) knows the potential for the final moments of that game to be shit. Mm -hmm. What's Kakaniemi doing up on the ice? This fourth line. He literally did the right thing. He put his fourth line out there. It's the final minute of a five-goal game. Literally throw out three random players. Don't throw out your fourth line. The Leafs' fourth line was like all 6-3 and up <laughs> last night. It's Jason Spezza, Wayne Simmons, Kyle Clifford. C- Clifford uh, had a wonderful game. Where did this come from? It's uh, <laughs> sometimes like, I don't know. It was his vibe. Yeah. It's, it's like the, the Leafs and Clifford aren't the greatest fit. But there was sort of a just a something in the air. Where like him and Wayne Simmons were like a, like a pig and shit. They were just like, this is awesome. So you're blaming uh, Brendan Moore for putting Kakiyemi on the ice, even though that's his fourth line. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not blaming anybody. <laughs> I'm blaming Eller. I I'm blaming Eller for being an asshole. Yeah, it's not a crime. Tom Wilson. You should get fined. Does for a being, lot of stuff that is a crime. You should get fined for being in, an asshole in the NHL. I should. No, like oh, should, okay. there should be a fine for being honest. Is Tom Wilson, maybe I should. Tom Wilson <laughs> does a lot of shit that's not allowed, but he also does a lot of shit that is allowed where people are like, suspend him. And it's like, for what? What crime did he commit? Well, he's an ex-con. So? it's We can't put him in jail for being an ex-con. He's, he has to have committed a crime. Lars Eller committed no crime. Free Eller. Tukarask is going to remain with the Bruins organization in a corporate role. He's considering a future in coaching. Ooh. He was back at TD Garden uh, to drop the ceremonial first puck for Thursday's uh, game against the Devils. Good for him. And, an, and it was announced that he will serve as a corporate ambassador for the Bruins. Uh, Rask retired February 9th, if you remember, mm-hmm. after his 15-year NHL career. I didn't realize he played 15 years. It's so long. 2005, Leafs uh, first rounder. He said, I'll be hanging out with sponsors, golfing, and shaking hands in suites. Oh, he's a schmoozer. I was intrigued about the business side of things. I don't know what the future holds. Maybe I'll get into coaching, maybe not. But for now, I'll be hanging out with the sponsors. I got to commend Tugarask for his attempted comeback. He had a torn labrum this past offseason. That's what he was rehabbing from. Tried to make it all the way back. He did make it all the way back. Played a couple of NHL games. If you remember back in uh, January where he played uh, Anaheim. And then he was stretching and he uh, tweaked his groin and hip. And now he's done forever. So uh, commend Tuka Rask. Adam wanted to talk about if he gets his jersey in the rafters. I don't know. Well, I don't know about that stuff. But uh, 
great career for Tuka Rask, and uh, it's awesome to see him drop the puck there in Boston. So I was going to pull up like his numbers and his resume and everything. No, no, no. All that's irrelevant. Mm -hmm. You got to go with who the Bruins have done that for. Oh, right. What's like, the list? Well, the list, unless I've missed it. Let me let me check one more time. So this list is from NBCSports.com. I don't know how old it is because I feel like didn't they just retire Willie O'Ree's number? Yeah. 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 They, held, they held like a ceremony and stuff. Yeah. Because he's not on this list. It was like his, and he wasn't there because it was during COVID. He had to be there virtual and that stuff. Right. Yeah. So they, the Boston Bruins, it would be an acknowledgement of Tukaras being the greatest goalie in Boston Bruins history because he's, they have never retired a goalie's number. Oh. Rick, like here, I'm just going to read off the players who have their photos in color. Okay. <laughs> because Bobby Orr is in there. Ditch Clapper. Phil Esposito. No, those are all guys with black and white photos. Cam Neely. Uh, who else we got? Terry O'Reilly. Ray Bork. They don't have a goalie. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. It's weird. It's, it's so weird that I would rather, I would sooner give Tukaras the Hall of Fame than give him a retired number with the Bruins. What is that weird? You don't. It sounds weird when I say it. You don't think he did? He's done enough. Is it? Is I guess it'd be the situation where you honor his jersey. Like the Leafs love doing the. Uh, we put the jersey up, but we don't retire the number. Boo! <laughs> I'm so glad they stopped doing that. Boo! <laughs> you don't think he's he uh, his career was enough to get the number retired? See, it's up to the team. It's up to the team, right? Is Pecorine a Hall of Fame goalie? Probably. Like I don't know. Like, see, but look at the face you're making. Yeah, I'm unsure. That means no. Like, <laughs> look at the face you're making. But is he the greatest goalie in Nashville Predators history? Yes. There's he should have no his number retired. He should 100% have his number yeah, retired yeah. by the Predators. Who's better, Pecorine or Tuukka Rask? It's well, that's not the question. Mm -hmm. It's. Pecorine's place in Predators history versus Rask's place in Bruins history. He never won a cup as a starter. Yeah, he only made it to the cup final in 19, right? And you could look at the Leafs retired numbers and well. well none of well, them won cups. <laughs> a lot of them didn't win cups and a few of them were... I did not realize Doug Gilmore was only a Leaf for like five minutes. Like five seasons, mm -hmm. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. That's why all one. these Leafs records that Matthew's going to break, it's like he's going to do it so quickly because he doesn't have much competition. Sundin's highest uh, goal season was 41. With Quebec, I'm pretty sure. No. Go look it up. No, that's his Leaf season. His most productive There's... Nordique season. Or sorry, his most productive goal and, and uh, point season, I'm pretty sure, were with the Nordiques just because of the era. No, he did 41 with the Leafs. Oh, but he has a 47 with Quebec. That's what you mean. He is. Yeah, yeah. 92-93 Sunday and 47 goals with the Nordiques. In 80 games, his, could he have hit 50? Ah. His best Leaf season. He did it twice, actually. In 96-97, he hit 41. And then in 01-02, he hit 41. So, yeah, and Matthews is... 
50 in his sleep. He should have he should have 350 goal season. This should literally Matthews. be his third. It's crazy. <laughs> I love how we made this about Matthews. Yeah. Um anyway, Tuka, I don't know. I I guess I guess you don't you can't retire the number if he didn't win a cup. Well, I, I it just seems starter. like that's the standard they set. Yeah. Although Cam Neely never won a cup with them and neither did Ray Bork. Oh boy. I, I want to hear from Bruins fans because I feel like they're the ones who can make this decision. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a it's a very team specific honor. I don't know. Mm. Also, <laughs> Bruins fans for many years in between those cup runs hated Tukarat. Shit on the guy. Yeah, <laughs> like that was their enemy number one. Like they're not retiring Tim Thomas's number. No, he shouldn't get anything. He shouldn't be honored for anything. I agree. <laughs> But like want to con Smythe, you know? Yeah. No, anyway, I agree. Let's do the press conference. The presser S D P. The Steve Dangle press conference. Today is Friday, which means it's SDPN Fan Friday. You use the hashtag SDPN Fan Fridays on Twitter, and you tag at SDPN Sports. Or use the hashtag on Instagram, and you also tag us on your story, and you will be entered to win a $50 gift card to the SDPN shop, which is sdpnshop.ca, where you can get a whole bunch of fun merch, like this Crab People hoodie I'm wearing right now. That's a nice... I'm not going to lie. I saw you upstairs and was like, I think I need a Crab People hoodie. I think you do. I think I do. We make some good Crab People hoodies. But today is a special SDPN Fan Fridays. Because normally, like as I just outlined, on Mondays, we'll come back here and we'll announce the winner of SDBN Fan Fridays. But we are going to have two winners this week. Ooh. We already have one winner, and then we'll announce the winner on Monday. Okay. Okay. We have to give a massive shout out to Chris Johnston's unofficial fan club on Twitter, at InsiderJMoney. They tweeted, early SDPN Fan Fridays for all the hosts on SDPN Sports. I decided to get all of the hosts together in the Simpsons living room as Simpsons characters. Can't wait to see them all in one room together in person. Thanks for, thanks for keeping me and the rest of the SDPN family going. So Chris Johnson's unofficial fan club put us all, everybody on our lineup. So you got Julie in there. Yeah. You got Nocti and Cax. You got a whole Chris Johnson show. You got us. You got CJ's Alan. is alarmingly good. It's crazy good. Yeah. Everybody looks fantastic. They, so. Everyone does, but CJ's is alarmingly <laughs> good. I want to get Alan. Look at Alan. Alan is also very good. <laughs> I think those are the two best ones. Yeah. So I want to give you a special shout out, and a $50 gift card would be headed your way for uh, doing this amazing uh, Simpsons SDPN family. Go look at it. It's on our Twitter. If, you, uh, if you're watching right now, you can see it on the video. If you're listening, go check it out on our Twitter. They did a fantastic job. And get your entries in for SDPN Fan Friday. That's so good. Also, sorry, I made a face yeah. while you were introducing that because I got got. Like, I by got what? got in my head for April Fool's. Oh, by what? LeBron James tweeted, I'm out for the season. I'll see you all in the fall. And I was like, wow. Oh, I'm a dumbass. Did he tweet that? Yeah, he did from his own Twitter account. I'm uh, out for the season officially. See you all in the fall. There's no way. No, I think. Because he has. So that's a bad April Fool's joke because he has uh, a sprained ankle. So like I could believe that. I mean, he could be telling the truth. There have been a bunch of things today where people are like, 
Is this true? Did you see the Pierre Maguire one? Like Pierre Dorian stepping down and now Pierre Maguire is the GM. No, somebody tweeted that. Yeah, and it was from like from like someone who's verified. I think if you're verified, you're not allowed to participate no. in April Fool's. I don't know if this is like uh, the correct take or a bad take, but I don't like April Fool's Day. No, me neither. Okay. I think a majority of people don't like it. Fart. Yeah. It's uh, it's so it's kind of cheesy and lame. Like oh, I think so too. You, you fooled me. Good. Oh, good. With you know, your you, fake thing that could have been possible. I've, I feel like regular April Fool's is okay. Social media April Fool's sucks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. I think social media is where like I'm down on it. But um, this LeBron thing, that might not be an April Fool's joke. Because oh. he's been out for the last like week and a half with a, a sprained ankle. See, but you're supposed to get an April Fool's jokes before noon. It's past noon, but he's in LA, so it's not. Right. I think it might be an April Fool's joke. I don't think it is. Oh, shit. I really don't think it is. I think LeBron's done. That's how he announced it? Yeah. Also, they've been falling They've been falling down the standings. Because uh, they're bad? They were, because they are awful. But they were supposed to be like easily in the play-in game. And all of a sudden, the Spurs kind of went on a little bit of a run. And they've been like tied with them for the uh, last play-in spot. So he might just be looking at it like, fuck it. I'm done. Like our team is so dog shit, and I don't want to be in a. La- I don't want to be fighting for the last play-in spot. They really are dog shit. Yeah. Anyways, I, one of my favorite sports things of this season is just uh, like the TNT panel just clowning on <laughs> freaking. There's this other dude I follow on TikTok who just he does everything very monotone, and the the Lakers have me absolutely hornswoggled in this one. <laughs> I, I frig, what's the guy's name? I, I gotta know. follow him on TikTok. I don't know, but that's your uh, that's your minute basketball corner. But for our first question of the press conference, I think it might be our only question. This one's from Wham eighty seven six five four three. For our first question, we are also gonna be straying into other sports that are not hockey, because Wham eighty seven six five four three wants to know, Steve, will you be doing? I pray the answer to this question is yes. Steve, will you be doing a WC? FR World Cup fan reaction after every Canada World Cup game. When are they? The, World, is Cup the World Cup is Cup? in July. This year? Yeah. Qatar. This is a stupid question. I know it's 2022, so why did I say this year? <laughs> Let me see the start date. Uh oh yeah. I forgot the uh the corrupt nature of FIFA. So, so they'll be holding the World Cup in November this year because one, Qatar is too hot to hold the World Cup during the summer, right? And they are a uh, incredibly uh, corrupt uh, place. Yes, I'm. I'm following. <laughs> I don't know so how to say this nicely. I'm trying to drag this out because they're doing the draw as we speak. Yeah, so, so they see where they're holding the World Cup uh, yeah. from November 21st to December 18th. So we have some time here, but this will be during the regular season so you will have to be doing double lfr yeah that decreases the odds dramatically ah! and and keep in mind um jays what do you mean what if they're in the playoffs i want to ah! i want to leave that option open the only way this comes into play is if in the, they're in the world series exactly because the last week of november into like october is the world series jesse that's how i'm trying to be all right so no, go Jays <laughs> is the answer. Uh, the the answer is probably not. Probably not. No World Cup. Uh, 
I have to know reactions. something about soccer, dude. Like, no, you don't. What, do you want me to get my father-in-law in there? No, like, you don't. I think you'll watch the games. Like, we're all going to be watching the games. Canada's in the World Cup. Oh, my God. And you just react to it. We'll see. Just what you see. You won't understand, like, the soccer lingo and the technical aspect that's going on, but you'll be interesting to see your, hear your thoughts. I'll think about it. Think I've got about lots it. of time. Think about it. Yeah, we got till November. Anyways, I think that's it for today. That's it? Yeah, we had the one question. That was a fun question. I want to see Mrazic is out at least till the playoffs he's done for the regular season that was announced by the Leafs yesterday uh Jake Muzzin is working his way back uh they said that he is getting real close is the quote and Kerfoot we do not have an update on his status same with Ilya Labushkin do we talk about Yandel no so there's 15 games left in the season. Mm-hmm. Elliot Friedman just tweeted, um, with those 15 games, Flyers management is in discussions with Keith Yandel about how to handle those final games because they want to get some of their younger defenders in. And let's be honest, if Keith Yandel didn't have this Ironman streak going, he wouldn't be in the lineup. He wouldn't have been in the lineup for the last two years. He would have been taken out a long time ago. But there's a possibility... He's scratched tomorrow against the Leafs, so all eyes are on it, with the streak 11 games away from 1,000 consecutive. And he'd be the first player ever, I believe, to play 1,000 mm-hmm. yeah, consecutive he, games. he owns the record right now. This is 989 is the record. And every game he plays continues that record. And I think you have to let him play 1,000 games. Like, how, how do you not let him do that? That's... That's a disgrace if you've gone this far and then now all of a sudden you're like, all right, we need to get some young guys and some veterans in. Like, no, you signed up for this, uh, Philly. As a Leaf fan who went through different versions of this with Mike Babcock and we we know his legacy with Mike Medano and uh, you kind of made your bed and got to yeah. lay in it. Like Yandel's got to, I think he's got to play. He's 11 games away. Yeah. Let him get to a thousand, scratch him for the rest of the season if yep. you want. Dude, get the get that round number, and then yeah, the final four games, like don't play them. Let it then go. it's over. I like I, I. Come on, that's, yeah. If, if he doesn't play tomorrow night, that's bullshit. I, I feel, I'd feel awful for the dude. It's gonna hang over your organization, I think, unless it's Yandel's idea. Like um, yet unless Yandel's the one going, nope, let the kids mm-hmm. get in. If it's his idea, I mean, you wash no, then, yeah, wash your hands of it. But um, that sort of thing sticks with your organization. Yeah, if he's fighting this, he's like, no, just let me play 11 games, dude. We got this far in the season. We played 60 games already. Why now? What are they playing for? Right. You're playing for nothing. But they're like uh, the tweet from Friedman where it says uh, there's some younger players who need to play and veterans hoping to get contracts for next year. There are other slots in the lineup. Veterans. Yeah. Dude, dress 7D. See, but now do you hear... What we're saying, like all of those decisions are counter to what is best for the Flyers. There's nothing best because they're not playing for anything. Let the guy just play out the season. They kind of made this mess, didn't they? Yeah. You signed up. You know what you were doing when you signed Keith Yandel. You knew he had the streak. You knew he was going to want to hit a thousand games if injury didn't hit him. And now we're here. And now you're making this decision. It's crazy. But do right by a guy. But now if he plays tomorrow. Based on past experience with threatening to take Keith Yandel out of the lineup, 
tomorrow you get Super Yandel. <laughs> yeah, he's going to score. You get minimum to assist <laughs> Super Yandel. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I think the Flyers have awoken the beast. And he's going to crush the end of the season. Yeah. It's not just the end of the streak. It's the end of his career. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. He's probably, I doubt he's getting signed. He should hit a thousand and then retire. He shouldn't even finish the season. Hit a thousand and then walk out. Just have popcorn. Yeah. For the final four games. That's what I would do if I was Keith Yandel. Yeah, that's a tough one. Who are the veterans? Yeah, that's a tough one. Also, it's one spot on the roster. You know, if you want younger guys and and other guys, are they all playing the same right right D on the third line? Like, that's where Keith Yandel is. So they're all playing that same spot. All the younger guys you want in the lineup are all same defensemen that are going to play in the same role as Keith Yandel. Like, no. Anyway. Just before we finish the show, (laughs) we got there. What do you you want? From Elliot Friedman, which is hilarious. Okay. Canada... We'll be in a group with Belgium, Croatia, and Morocco. I don't know how to feel about that. I know Belgium, like Belgium is, aren't they ranked number one? Yeah, (laughs) and Croatia Croatia is a good team. They're a good team. I don't know anything about Morocco. I didn't even know their flag when it came up. And I like to think I'm pretty good with that. (laughs) But uh, it's red with a green star. I'm trying to see. Did not know that. Yeah, Croatia men's ranking. Oh, okay. Belgium is number one. Oh, good. Oh, Steve. You're saying you can't do World Cup LFRs. There's uh, Belgium number one. You nailed it. Shit. And then who else we got? You said Cro- Croatia's 14. 14. Canada's 38. Yeah, and then Morocco. Morocco's 34. Ooh. Wow. Tight. So Canada was 33. And then they lost their final game to Panama because who gives a shit? So they're pretty evenly matched with Morocco then. Canada. Here's what we're looking for. This is Canada's second ever World Cup. They made it in 1986. They lost every game and did not score a goal. Mm -hmm. They got to score a goal. That's all we're really looking for. Canada's ranked 70 in uh, total points for the men's ranking in the FIFA World Cup, according to FIFA.com. I don't know how updated that is, but they are ranked 70 right now. Mm-hmm. So they're the bottom. I think it's out of date. Yeah, they're the bottom team in the group. And last but not least, I'm glad the show carried on an extra couple of minutes from okay. Sheldon Keefe. Jack Campbell will start against Philly. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Really? They said he was clear to play like on Wednesday. What do you mean? Yeah, I, I don't know. It just feels like there wasn't <laughs> enough fanfare behind it. Uh, it was a two. It was a two week window. This is exactly on schedule. He's actually a little late. It was a two-week window two Thursdays ago, and he's a little late. And on Wednesday, he said it was clear to play. And this is, it should be fair. Expect us, Steve. Go Leafs, go. Go Canada. News, go all kinds of Leafs. Toronto. Canada. Pot. World Cup is always so much fun in the city because it's so multicultural. You see all of the flags everywhere. What a time November will be. No- <laughs> oh, man. Hockey. World Jays. Series. World World Series and World Cup. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.